Hey guys, I'm Heather. And I'm Rochelle. And, and we're, we're from, from Nature vs. Narcissism, Narcissism, a true crime podcast mixed with some dark humor. Sometimes we have alcohol. Sometimes we have guests. Since I've always been fascinated by true crime, I wanted to delve deeper into the criminal mind and discuss why these criminals commit these vile acts. Was it nature? Was it nurture? Or was it just plain old narcissism? Join us every week for a brand new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Podbean. Don't, Don't call, call the, the cops! cops. Bye! Bye. In five, four, two. Hey, everybody, this is Danielle. And this is Daniel. <laughs> this is Carla. And we're Shopsa, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. We is back. Ew. Ew. <laughs> What's the worst? <laughs> hey In the history of hey Carla Hello. took a nap. I took a nap. I'm still sweaty, just so you know. <laughs> a sweaty nap. Mm-hmm. It was great because I stayed up all night watching movies. Yeah. It's exciting. Watch Netflix originals. I love that shit. You haven't watched the ones I told you to watch. No, because I've been watching Jane the Virgin and I can't let it go. Oh, I told you to watch that. That, yes. <laughs> and Daniel went to a draft party. I did. It was fun. That you haven't even told me anything about it. Oh, so lots of good stories. What at one of my coworkers' house? We do our our uh, our annual fantasy football draft. This is the first time I've gone to the draft in a while, though, and it's like there's twelve there's twelve guys total, and I think I work with about half of them. I'd have to go back and count, which I don't really want to do right now. No. Uh, anyways, there's a guy there. That his nickname is cocksucker. Oh, <laughs> and every everybody calls him cocksucker. Does so, he like this nickname? It, <laughs> he answers to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so somebody was calling him when it was his turn. Said, "Mr. Cocksucker," and I looked up and I said. I actually think it's just Mr. Sucker. Cock is his first name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to me. But. I was supposed to be in a... I don't know. Someone asked me if I wanted to be in a fantasy football league, and then I never got an email. <gasps> I should check my spam. Yeah. Uh-oh. They probably spelled your name wrong. I don't think so. It was my friends. <laughs> At least I hope not. I'm checking my spam right now. No one move. I have to grab some papers. Nobody move. Uh, don't move. I'll sp- go get you a towel. What? Inside joke. Very inside. Okay. I have a spam email that's labeled U.S. Presidents. I want to click on it. <laughs> no, I didn't get anything. I feel like they didn't include me. I'm sad. Because it's over, right? Or like, can you still draft people? You have to find a league. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't start till the first. They're doing their draft on the first? No. no. <laughs> I mean, like, can you still start a league before the season starts? Yeah, I mean, the season, the, the, okay, the so first game we, of the season September be, 7th. They could still be sending it to me then, Yeah, <clears throat> is what you're saying. That is what I'm saying. Okay, so maybe they, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Jump hard. No. <laughs> I'll send you with a cheat sheet. Okay, yeah, hell yeah. Ooh, I have a good story. It's not a good story, really, but we had a cornhole tournament at work on Friday. More of the initiative for small and large people alike. That's what my company calls fucking off. Is cornhole? exactly what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, but they picked our teams for us, and we lost in the first round, but the prize was $500. You need that $500. I know. I have a piano of yours that needs to go. Yeah. Uh, I've already got planned uh, space for it. Yeah. And if not, I have. I know somebody that'll buy it. Oh, no. This is all happening so oh, no. fast. <laughs> and I can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who won? Do you know? Uh, two dudes. Two dudes. Yeah. I'm horrible. At One's on holes. drugs. Yeah. So whatever. One's on drugs. He yeah. used the drug money for drugs. Money's. I'm. That's. Oh my god. That's what somebody said. Yeah. I'm gonna go buy drugs with that. <laughs> you're right. I am. Who are you to judge? Uh, you're right. But that yes, is probably what he's right. gonna do. Who cares? It's his money. What's he buying? Coke. We have some some reviews. We got reviews. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, Jen commented on Facebook. Uh, she said she loved the podcast and has been binging every episode. So glad it's an Indiana-based podcast and we should do a meet and greet. Hell yeah, girl. I don't know what would happen besides us. I think you might be highly disappointed. Yeah. But- <laughs> The letdown of the century. <laughs> so yeah, we we're gonna start we're gonna start doing bar mitzvahs. Like we'll start <gasps> oh DJing bar mitzvahs and um, and children's birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that we would be super appropriate for that. I definitely want a stage to be up on. And we'll do uh, weddings. <laughs> yeah, we'll do weddings. weddings. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like the wedding singer. Um, email now for bookings. Homicide <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, if anyone actually invited us to do that, I'd be really leery about going. <laughs> I feel like this is a setup. <laughs> I would hi- I would have to hire a security. For sure. Who would be your security? Dad. <laughs> uh, Danielle. Anymore? We're waiting on you. I know. I'm right here. <sighs> well, I know you're right there. I can see. It's rude that you're tweeting I'm during the tweeting. podcast. I'm looking up the other ones. You know, I'm looking at stuff, too. Porn doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, me, too. I'm not looking at porn. I'm like, at my Instagram. Yeah. But now that you've suggested it, maybe I will. <laughs> so I will sit here with an erection in front of your sister. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Really, in, okay, this is from D. Papas. <clears throat> Ooh, D. Papas. 1976. You should start letting us read the names. Read D. Papas, 1976. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a last name. It's Papas. Yeah, it's a username. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I don't know why I'm like, <laughs> usually you give first name and maybe a last initial. Oh, it's a username. Really, My enjoy- bad. Really enjoying you guys. As a Hoosier, I'm loving the true crime stories. Give this one a listen. He's not telling us to listen. I have to listen. Everyone else should listen. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. Thank you, Papa. And then there's there's one more. Don't don't leave me yet. We I'd have it. a lot of shit to step over to do that, and I don't feel like doing that right now. Hmm. I had a very stressful day. Yeah. What you it, don't understand. What it consists of. You don't understand how drafting a football team, how mentally taxing that is. Thank you very much. And then we got a comment, our first Podbean comment. I thought it was broken. I thought I had a setting set up where we couldn't get comments on Podbean and I couldn't figure out how to undo it. Turns out no one had just ever left us a review on Podbean. That's okay. That's okay, guys. That means it's neither good nor bad until now. I just don't even like, I've never even heard of a person using Podbean. It's like anyone that doesn't have iTunes. Actually, some people prefer other podcast carriers other than iTunes because they have more control over different types of setups or whatever. Very interesting. But this is J, just the letter J. Then... Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. This podcast is great. I love the down home country feel and the freedom of the, the what? Host. You you heard you got the whole country. <laughs> the What's down, happening? The down home country feel and the freedom of the host to speak their minds. Talk about MPGA making podcasts great again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He called us country. You are. You are a hillbilly. You try to be. What, what makes just you depends, say that? It depends on what mood she's in. I know. What makes you say that? I've seen the pictures when you go to the country music concerts and all of a sudden you're a little country bumpkin. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> some of us just stay the same and stay true to who we are. Well, my truth right now is that I actually hate country music. Old country's okay. The stuff I've always liked, but mm. I don't haven't listened to any new stuff. No. Oh, yeah. Anyways, those are our very positive reviews. We had three of them in three separate locations, meaning our podcast exists. Three separate locations of Indiana. So like 
South Bend. Oh, I don't know. They Valpo. all mentioned who, like they mentioned that, but not they were in South like, our Bend. Pa- our Patreons, like peoples, I always would assume would only be in Indiana, but there's not. There's oh, there are other places, Texas and what up, my host? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in other places though, it's not just Indiana. I think it's for hundreds of Patreon people that we have, <coughs> five of them that that i love dearly yes and we have an episode i'm releasing like now you would think all of them would be indiana but they're not i don't even think it's like 50 they're not they're just loyal lovers yeah loyal lovers <laughs> listeners listeners oh lover, listeners lovers yes. okay uh, that's what i got and you got anything else um i found this action figure from pj masks which is this one it's cat that's, boy that cat boy that, that cat boy <laughs> We could talk about how you came to my house yesterday with your kid and mom thought it would be a good idea to buy her this slime. slime. She'd she, been playing with the slime the day before, too. She was, it, it was kept okay. her so occupied. She loved it. We've made slime before, which is messy. It is. But it kept her occupied. She loved it. And then all of a sudden, she put a giant glob in her hair. And there's still a giant glob. Really? You couldn't well, get it out? We've got remnants. most of it. We got most of it out. I felt bad. You can't do that stuff. No. You gotta, you, and it does take one moment of mistake. It was just to like, learn blop. forever. <laughs> like, oh, like the time you got the crimpy scissors out to cut your bangs. Yeah. Yeah. Don't that do funny. that, kids. Don't do don't that, do, kids. Uh, don't do that. But yeah, she's got, she wasn't sorry about it either, though. She's still not sorry about it. Really? Mm-mm. Well, do you think she'll do it again? Probably. Oh, gosh. They don't give her the slime. Nope. No more slime. I threw it away. Yep. I was like, we can't do this. No anymore. more slime time. Yeah, and then I actually was doing my hair later on, and I had some slime in my hair. <laughs> but I was just mad, so I just ripped it out. <laughs> but was that like slime from um... Ghostbusters? No, god damn it, I can't remember the fucking Nickelodeon. Movie. No, you're you'll never guess. Oh, there's something about Mary. Ew, that's not slime. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that. What the fuck? You've what never- is it? <laughs> She's, you need to go watch something about Mary. Okay. Right that's now. That's on the list. Okay, bye. Right now, bye. Carla has to go. But speaking of slime, Double Dare Live is coming here. <gasps> yes. In November. We're going. We'll all wear our Hoosier Homicide t-shirts and no one will be concerned. <laughs> At the children's <laughs> event. Yes. <laughs> Oh. Double Dare Live. How do you become a de- a detestant? A yep. contestant. <laughs> yep. Um, someone needs to make a connection, but Daniel already knows what it is. What? That's rude as fuck. Just no. kidding. Um uh, okay, well just give me something. I'm brilliant. Go on. Give her something, Daniel. Um It's harder than it looks, isn't it? It's harder than, <laughs> harder than it looks. Um yeah, but you have like all week to think about how to walk us into it. I just got I do put not on the spend spot. all week thinking about this one moment you know, in time. You yeah, know you we're going to do it to you. You know we're going to no, do I it. No, I forget every week. very easily. Okay, you can't even give me like horse. You're, no, that's not a good. It's not a good one. <laughs> that's See, there not you a go. Good one. Then give her. Then give her a better one. Um, car. A bu- a horse and buggy. No, no, it's okay. not that old. This oh, okay. One. Horse, a uh, horse car has think lots of, of th- horsepower. The horse, think of the horse might mm-hmm. be the name. The horse with the... no name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, you completely fucked me up on this one. I don't know. When you said horse, <laughs> yeah. Did you? And in our next story, there's a horse. <laughs> In our last episode, you go, my buggy's been unhooked for quite some time. <laughs> just really like that. Oh, man. I, there's, there's nothing that could lead her into this. And in our next story, there's a horse. There's a horse. There will be a horse. Of course. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dad wanted to make sure I knew what the saying, you never looked a gift horse in the mouth. Gift horse? Never looked a gift horse in the mouth. Oh, I'm guarantee he's explained this to me before. Oh yeah, and we no no no. Ask me how we were explaining it to each other. Text message. Text messaging. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do this game, but I can't say no. He said something to me the other day, and I was like, I had to look that up. I had to look. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. 
But it's, I think it's if someone gives you a horse for free, you can't stand there and check its teeth in front of them because they're give like its teeth indicate how healthy it is. But to do all that oh. means like, dude, I'm giving you the fucking horse for free. That makes that does make sense. Yeah. So I think that's do what, it what? Is. looking a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you stood, if I'm giving you a horse and you check all its teeth before I give it to you, it's like that's rude. Do you want the horse or not? Yeah. Oh, a. Uh, Get, okay. A gift horse, yeah. No. If someone wants to correct us, feel free. That's no, like that's the correct. saying, like beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. But I beg to be a chooser. But choosers can be beggars. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just start since there's. It's just no way. It's a different type of murder. Case. It's a different type of horse. It's a different. It's, it's a, a horse mini horse. Of a different color. <laughs> I'm going to start doing episodes that are just entitled "Horse of a Different Color," dude. Actually, sidebar. Sidebar. I was at Target and they had this little, I went to, it was like this gift section and mm-hmm. it was funny. They had just like funny little things like those little guys you can hook on like the end of a wine glass or like, yeah, grow a boyfriend, you know, and you like put it in water. Um, it, This was like a little sound machine. I almost bought it. What sound is it? Made? It was just like those like, oh, we needed that. For I this. know, but it would have to be me like holding it up oh <laughs> only i almost bought it, it was only twelve dollars only twelve dollars mm-hmm. huh that's the best thing it was on sale it was only x amount of money only i tell it to Olivia 65 dollars like, okay, it was on sale we're gonna hide this from daddy oh my god if she sees candy trash she'll say you hide that from daddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it doesn't matter now it's trash so yeah. yeah i will i'll throw it away though thank you <laughs> That's because that's how we were you're raised. Already, you're already teaching her. That's how her and I were raised, though. <laughs> Just don't tell dad. Don't tell dad. I accidentally spilled the beans that mom bought something to dad today. Oh, <laughs> you feel real bad, though, didn't you? No. No? Feel, you're like, oh, no, I don't What was it she bought? She got this, that imperfect produce box. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you guys want... Uh, produce delivered to your door for 30% of the price. Just text me for my link, okay, so I can okay. get money off. <laughs> you know, Meyer's produce sucks. Yeah, that's why you I might have heard that my, from uh, multiple my people. Parent, my mom bought a bunch of shit on Friday and it was sitting on her counter today rotting. Oh, God. Ooh. Yes. Maybe we need to do imperfect produce. And having imperfect vegetables delivered to my front door might make me feel better about myself in general. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. when they're at the farm, they anything that doesn't look like your typical apple, they're not even going to put it Mm-mm. on the truck. Yeah. It's going to get rejected before it's even up there. Yeah. So instead of having all this food waste, we, can, we can still eat the it misfit. because it tastes the same. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm a fucking advocate for for food. ugly fruit. For ugly fruit. <laughs> now you need a t-shirt. You look like an extremely ugly avocado, <laughs> but fucked another avocado. You kind of sound like that guy. Yeah, I don't know if that's a compliment. I or don't not. know. <laughs> okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the typical type of case. Hold on, let me scoot closer to my bucket. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands though. Like I'm I'm not I'm not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> Daniel knows what this is, but he just does. And oddly enough, dad knew about this too. Well then it must have happened in the last hundred years. The Ford Pinto. <laughs> do you know about that? No. Go on. Do you know what it is? It's obviously a car with five wheels. Four wheels. <laughs> Four wheels. <laughs> Is a subcompact car that was manufactured and marketed by Ford Motor Company in North America. Announcing the new Pinto three-door runabout. Pure Pinto, front to back. With an extra surprise, bringing up the rear. Up goes the third door, and the new Pinto runabout packs more fun than any little import. It's the little car with the five-foot trunk. The Pinto three-door runabout. The third door makes packing simple and easy. Deep pile carpeting is standard in the front and rear area. And with the rear seat up, there's room for four. New Pinto three-door runabout. Easy to pack, easy to pay for. And Pinto is built to go and go and go. See the new Pinto three-door runabout at your Ford dealer. 
packs more fun than any little import. Pinto, the little carefree car from Ford. Over yeah. 3 million were sold from 1971 to 1980. Well, I tried to read the title from here. I was like, that says Fred something. We're talking about Fred today. <laughs> The smallest American Ford vehicle since 1907. The Pinto was the first subcompact vehicle produced by Ford. And the first mass-produced American car sold with rack pinion steering, which I don't know what that is. Yep. Okay. But if there's a rack, there's a, there's a rack or like a, let's just say, we'll make it easy. There's metal that runs down from the steering column. And this thing basically ties into that. It, it the steering shaft hooks on there, and then that from that runs out to the wheels. And mm-hmm. Yes, no, I know this I because I it's guess. it's dangerous. Yeah, they, they go out all like the time. That. If you uh, if you turn your steering in, I don't know, uh, a lot of squealing that can mean a bad rack and pinion. Um, if you get like a real whooshy sound, like whoosh whoosh, and it's it's whoosh 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 whoosh, that could be a bad. But I, you don't want it to go out. But isn't it? They don't make it anymore. Cars are going to all electric steering now. Okay. The Pinto was marketed in three body styles through its production. A two-door fast back sedan with a trunk, a three-door hatchback, and a two-door station wagon. It's compact, and yet you've got a lot of room in there. I like the car, but I know a nice young man that would like it. My husband... <laughs> Station wagon. And when I was telling dad about this, he goes, oh, yeah, I had one. And I went. <gasps> he had one of every car. I know. He goes, well, I was in between cars. I think he said he wrecked one. And he's like, it was a cheap one to like just have in between. Yeah, that's not a thing that happens these days. No. So the first federal standard for automotive fuel system safety passed in 1967, known as the Section 301 and Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards. Look it up. It's exciting. Initially only considered for front impact. So we're only worried if something hits the front of your car. It's the only thing that ever happens. Uh, yeah. In January of 1969, 18 months into Ford Pinto's developmental developmental <laughs> development cycle, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA. I don't know if they're supposed Travel to be. Travel Safety Administration. Yeah, proposed expanding the standard to cover rear-end collisions. Eh. They're like, you know, people get rear-ended a lot. Like, I feel like they should include this. Okay, but what about getting front-ended? Front-ended in the rear with a front. In August of 1970, the month the Pinto went into production, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration changed the proposal to a more stringent 20-mile-per-hour fixed barrier standard, which car companies were to meet in the next 18 months. So it used to be only like 10 miles per hour you had to hit something was fixed and hitting it going 10 miles per hour, the damage it would do to the car, you know? So the standards were real, real low. So in the middle of them developing the Pinto, they're changing standards. So pin- the they're kind of falling in a gray area. I was like, well, we're already in the middle of this and you're changing the rules as we're going through. So we're really not doing anything wrong by not complying because you're changing it while we're in the middle of production. Right, except for maybe killing a bunch of people, but go on. But go on. Mm-hmm. The Pinto's design positioned its fuel tank between the rear axle and the rear bumper, a standard practice in U.S. subcompact cars at the time. The Pinto's vulnerability to fuel leakage and fire in a rear-end collision was exacerbated by reduced rear crush space. So a fancy bumper took away crush space. You're a fancy bumper. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they weren't the only ones to do Every, that. Everything has crush zones on it. Yeah. Hmm. The uh, the newer the newer trucks. I'm talking like the 2019 trucks. If you open up the hood, there is a massive amount of front end metal up there that you can tell that it's designed to crush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because those trucks are probably bigger than a lot of other cars on the road. Yep, that's why, and that's why a lot of people now, uh, sedans, like cars and all, that's only like 10% of the market anymore. Everything's going to SUV and... I believe it. Um, The use of an above-the-axle tank location was considered safer by some at Ford. 
This placement was not a viable option for the hatchback and station wagon body styles. When a decision was made to produce the Pinto, it was given the shortest production planning schedule in history, 25 months versus 43. Tooling went on at the same time as product development. So when testing revealed a serious defect with the gas tank, the $200 million Pinto tooling machines were almost completely built. So they're building the machines to build the cars as they go. They found a problem and said, but we already built all the fancy equipment. And we put a lot of money into it. And this isn't working for us. The directive came from the top, President Lee Icoca, who... Ooh. That's a last name. Icoca. Icoca, you. Yes, Icoca, Coco Puffs. <laughs> okay, I read the research. You know what I think? I think America's getting an inferiority complex about Japan. Now that's got to stop. The truth is, we've got advantages over the Japanese in every car we make. But nobody knows it. we got more performance cars and more four-wheel drives and more turbos. And who's done more about safety than we have? Who emphasized that the Pinto was not to weigh an ounce over 2,000 pounds and not cost a cent over $2,000. And that safety... That's incredible. That's light. Yeah. Under 2,000 pounds for a vehicle. And that the safety was not a priority because safety doesn't sell. And that is in quotes. And I found that Yikes. more than once, but that's because that's a shitty thing my to sell. My oh my, how that has changed. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I bought your car because I've known people that have rolled them. Yeah. And run into, uh, I know somebody that they got ran off the road and the thing went head first into a bunch of cables and that car was fucked and the person was A-OK. Not a, not that's a scratch, just... maybe a couple bruises. I'll get bruised all day long, so it's okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you bruise like a summer peach. <laughs> oh man. So they're saying to push they're pushing the pinto through as fast as they can. The development, designing, production, get it in, get it out, get it going on the road. Yeah. In August nineteen seventy seven, Pinto Madness article was published a series of accusations against Ford, the Pinto and NHTSA. Uh, these including that Ford knew the Pinto was a fire trap and said that Ford did not implement design changes because Ford's cost-benefit analysis document showed that paying out millions in damages in lawsuits was, was more profitable than the design changes. Wow. So they found the Pinto memo. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, But companies, dun. All, they all do this. The How much it'll cost to do what versus this and when and for, to figure out your bottom line they all do it and it looks really shitty risk versus reward did your company have any of that stuff fuck i don't know fuck i don't know it was ford's 1973 environmental and safety engineering division developed a cost benefit analysis entitled fatalities associated with crash induced fuel leakage in fires and they proposed the stronger fuel system regulation so, and it became the Pinto memo. Cost benefit analysis was one tool used in the evaluation of safety design decision accepted by the industry. And the analysis compared the cost of repairs and the societal cost for injuries and deaths related to fires in cases of vehicle rollover for all cars sold in the U.S. by all manufacturers. The value assigned to serious burns, injuries, and loss of life were based on values calculated by the NHTSA people. In the memo, Ford estimated the cost of fuel system modification to reduce fire risk in rollover events to be $11 per car across 12.5 million cars and light trucks for a total of $137 million. Can you surmise that really quick? But, okay, so it's going to cost $137 million for us to bring in each one of our goddamn cars and put a piece of shield behind the gas tank to make it so they don't burst into flames if we get rear-ended. But... The average of people that might burn to death or might get seriously injured is gonna, only going to be like 180 burns or 180 serious injuries, and that's only going to cost closer to $50 million. So it'll save us money just to let some people get seriously injured or die, as opposed to bringing in all the cars Lovely. and fixing them. Which, by today's standards, to spend $100 million on a recall is probably fucking chump change compared yeah. to what some of them have had to do after a, a couple of the there had the um 
God, what was it? The Honda airbags, mm-hmm. which it was more, yeah. it was primarily Honda, but then they were, they were in some GM vehicles and I'm trying to think who all else, but anyways, that you'd basically get shrapnel coming out with your airbag. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> GM Sorry. had the bad key cylinder that people with too much weight on their keys, the ignition was oh, shutting yeah. off while driving. Whoa, that's strange. Oh, yeah. They decided in this memo in black and white that it was more cost beneficiary to let people die or get burned versus dragging each one of their vehicles in and putting a $11 piece of metal into each piece of gas tank. So it doesn't look real good. And then on May 8th, 1978, the NHTSA informed Ford of their determination that Pinto fuel system was defective. In a later interview with one of their engineers, they asked why the NHTSA forced a Pinto recall for failing a 35-mile-per-hour test, given that most small cars of the time would not have passed. So they are saying the tests that they put the Pinto through were kind of like any car would have failed at that time, and it shouldn't have been a shock that the Pinto failed it, given the standard was 20 miles an hour test, and they're charging it with extra weight on at 35 miles an hour And one of the engineer's response was, just because your friends get away with shoplifting doesn't mean you should get away with it, too. Like, okay. February 1978 is one of the two important Pinto cases. A 1972 Pinto driven by Lily Gray stalled in the center lane of a California freeway. The car was struck from behind by a vehicle initially traveling at 50 miles per hour and impacted at an estimated between 30 and 50 miles per hour, resulting in a fuel tank fire. Gray died at the time of the impact. The passenger, Richard Grimshaw, was seriously burned. The jury awarded $130 million in total damages in Grimshaw versus Ford. Ford appealed that and said, that's horseshit. That's like the most money you've ever awarded someone... Uh, California Appeals Court upheld it, but lowered it to only six point six million. Okay, so they're they're more on track with their budget now. Yeah, but they know probably lost half to an attorney on that one. Companies then after tax in California, they walked oh, away yeah. with three hundred thousand dollars, which is still no. I'm sure it was pretty good. Well, I mean, I don't know what she is being severely. I don't think being he was severely burned, burned, burned too. Oh god, is worth three hundred grand. No, no, it's not. And even in 1978, uh, especially in 1970, well, money's worth more than. But I don't know what she got. Like she died, and the lawsuit was just Grimshaw, which was her passenger. He was then awarded six point six million, and. The company's institutional mentality was shown to be one of callous indifference to public safety. It's like, yes, it is. And yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those cars, especially, you know, in 78, there'd been a lot of cars on the road that basically were designed where the driver was the one that absorbed all the energy in a crash. Yeah. Dads and people were like, aren't you concerned driving that? And he was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> great great i'm glad it dad when we asked him when he lived in speedway in the speedway bomber episode and we're like well weren't you kind of concerned you know going out or just random bombs were going off no <laughs> <laughs> no okay dad thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's an earlier ep- episode speedway is the bomb <laughs> on June 9th, 1978, days before the NHTSA was to issue Ford a formal recall order, Ford recalled 1.5 million Ford Pintos and Mercury Bobcats, the largest recall in automotive history at the time. Ford disagreed with the finding of defect and said the recall was to end public concern. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. August 10th. Okay, we were going to do, I was going to do this case before. Mm-hmm. And then on August 10th, on August 10th, the day I was, yeah, I was researching this and it happened on August 10th. Like the day I was researching it was the same day, the same thing that happened when I was doing the USS Indianapolis, the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. I swear I don't do it on purpose, but I thought that was weird again. But then dad had a surgery and we didn't record. So now it doesn't make any sense, but I still had to just blame dad. I can. He's not here to defend himself. August 10th, 1978, three teenage girls died in a car accident. Driving a 1973 Ford Pinto to their church for volleyball practice in Goshen, Indiana. At the gas station, the girls accidentally left the gas cap on the roof of their car. 
and after a mile or so, it slipped off and rolled across the road. Judy decided to slow down. There was a high curb alongside the highway, so pulling off the road was impossible. She got out, and she put on her emergency flashers. Coming down the road behind them was a van driven by a 21-year-old man named Robert Duggar. As he reached for another cigarette, he took his eyes off the road. When he looked up, the Pinto was 10 feet in front of him. He could not stop in time. The Pinto exploded into a massive fireball. Shards of glass scattered in every direction. The car spun around and around, stopping 150 feet from the point of impact. The fire almost reached 1,300 degrees, melting the sunglasses around Lynn's eyes. Lynn and Donna were killed instantly. Judy lay in the grass with burns over 95% of her body. The last words, help me, please help me. She died eight hours later. Two passengers, Lynn Marie Ulrich, 16, and her cousin Donna Ulrich, 18, were trapped inside and burned to death. After three attempts, Lynn Marie's sister, 18-year-old Judy Ann, was dragged out alive from the driver's seat but died hours later in the hospital. Damn. So I'm that probably had a big deal with it. It was three young girls that died as to why this got so much attention. Uh, and don't stop your car in the middle of the road, though. Who did the, the girls did that? Mm-hmm. They left their gas cap on. And they're 16 and stupid, like, because we all are when we're driving. Because you don't, you haven't been driving long enough. Mm-hmm. And it might have been on a rural road or less crowd, you know, because Indiana gets rural real quick. Yeah. And got out to get the gas cap that fell off and they got rear-ended. As they were, I don't know if they had finally gotten back in the car, but hadn't got up to speed. Mm-hmm. And the car came up behind them. Ford sent the Ulrichs a recall notice for their Pinto a year later. <gasps> Oh, oh, that stinks. A grand jury indicted Ford on three counts of reckless homicide. Indiana versus Ford was landmark in product liability lawsuit as the first time a corporation faced criminal charges for a defect product and the first time a corporation was charged with murder. Wow. I know. I was like, well, hot damn, Indiana's going to charge Ford with fucking murder. With murder. If convicted, Ford faced a maximum fine of a whopping 30 grand. Under Indiana's 1978 reckless homicide statute, in 1980, only 30 grand. Yeah, 30 grand. They, they get better like, just okay. to sue them. Yeah, yeah. It becomes weird because now it's the state; it's not her family. Yeah, and it's homicide charges. It's not. Well, think about it with O.J. Simpson. Yeah, mm. he got off on first degree murder, but then gets sued in civil court and loses 30 million dollars. Which I think they said he's only paid like one percent of it. Mm-hmm. In 1980, Ford was found not guilty, and a civil suit was settled for less than 7500 to each plaintiff. <gasps> so how much is your life worth? $7,500. Ford spending $13 less on each car at the cost of 200 lives a year as being a principal position to take, it's and yet I think been, your logic requires it. Suppose it had been it. one fewer life a year. So but, that the $13 per car, so that that one life... Instead of being 200 times, what's 200 times? Uh, 200,000, and it's uh, uh, 40 million. Suppose it had been one life a year, so it had cost 40 million. Would it have been, have been okay for Ford not to You can't have predict that, that one life is going to be cost because of a physical defect in the car. This was a clear. I know, I know, I know, but this is, you're evading the question of principle. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying that. They knew look, before look, they put the car look, out that there look, was a mechanical me. defect in it. You know when you buy a car. You know that your chance of being killed in a Pinto is greater than your chance of being killed in a Mack truck. No, I didn't. I didn't know that the gas tank would rupture. <laughs> of course it is a question. Well, Every one of us separately in this room could, at a cost, reduce his risk of dying tomorrow. You don't have to walk across the street. Of course. The question is, is he willing to pay for it? And the question here he should be raising, if he wants to raise a question of principle, the we, principle he have... should raise is whether Ford wasn't required to attach to this car the statement. We have made this car $13 cheaper, and therefore it is one, whatever the percent is, it is 1% more risky for you to buy it. But why Now sh- that, then he would be arguing a real question of principle. Why he should they do that? that? Doesn't just... that interfere with the free enterprise no, system that you're touting? Why not? Because the consumer should be free to decide what risk he wants to bear. If you want to pay $13 extra for that, know. you should be free to do it. But if you don't want to pay $13, knowledge. 
Excuse me, we have to keep it to the audio over here. So then the government does have the right to require information of corporations, no, no. is that right? No, no, the government has a right to provide courts of law in which corporations that deliberately conceal material that is relevant can be sued for fraud and made to pay very heavy expenses. And that is a desirable part of the market, of course. What I'm trying to say to you is that these things are really a little bit more subtle and sophisticated than you are at first led to believe. There are no, you can't get easy answers along this line because your way of putting it really only doesn't really get at the fundamental principles involved. The real fundamental principle is that people individually should be free to decide how much they're willing to pay for uh, reducing the chances of their death. Now, people mostly aren't willing to pay very much. I personally regard this as very, very illogical. Had the nation's number two automaker lost the case, it would have set a precedent making manufacturers completely responsible for the total performance of products after they leave the factories. Which, I don't, I mean, okay. Uh, and I think it was, it was a small town. And I think they were just doing it to make a point mm-hmm. that it's a state, a small city suing a big company knowing it was a David and Goliath looking thing that you have all this money and all these attorneys and we don't have that here. But in the end, they didn't get any 6.6 million and they lost three kids. I bet their legal defense uh, wasn't cheap. No. Hmm. When all types of fatalities are considered, the Pinto was approximately even with the AMC Gremlin, Chevrolet Vega, and Datsun 510. Never heard of these. Nope. It was significantly better than the Datsun 1200-210, I don't know how to read it, Toyota Corolla, and VW Beetle. The safety record of the car in terms of fire was average or slightly below average for compacts in all cars respectively. This was considered respectable for a subcompact car. Only when considered the narrow subset of rear impact fire fatalities is the car somewhat worse than the average for subcompact cars. While acknowledging this is an important legal point, some fancy person they hired to review everything later on said the portrayal of the car as a fire trap was not correct. So they're saying all cars in the time period were death traps. That they're not like what they are now. There's a, there's a lot of cars that are little death traps. Mm-hmm. That... The Mazda Miata is a little death trap. Yeah. And how, you know, we always say it's a miracle any of us survive. We didn't use car seats properly. Oh, or, yeah. You know, they just. Yeah. We we sat in the back. Me and Frank's uh, station wagon that had the trunk. Yeah, that shit the, was fun. The seat set up. <laughs> we were facing seats. Yeah. yeah, the seat set up and you had the lap you belt. Ha- you wouldn't have that nowadays. Awesome. That it was, was fun. Best. We did it all the time. We just made faces at people that butted up to us like and we were you know and I didn't even worry about it ever getting rear ended right no, there. No, we would have fucking died on the spot. Yeah, grapes in our noses and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grapes in your nose. Put grapes in your noses and try to keep a straight face while looking at the people behind you. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 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 then did you eat the grapes? No, you tried I... to shoot them as far as yeah. you could. And just left them back there probably. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> Uh, in 2004, Forbes included the Pinto among its 14 worst cars of all time. When people talk about how bad American small cars created an opportunity for Japanese to come in and clean house in the 1970s and 80s, they are referring to vehicles like this. Hmm. In 2008, in 2008, Time magazine included the Pinto in the 50 worst cars of all time, citing Pinto's rather volatile nature. Boom. 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 Roasted. Oh, that's oh, not right. no. You can't say that. So I've, I don't know. It's just very interesting that the state sued Ford. And then didn't get anything, to, didn't have anything to show for it. No. They got like, what, 7,500 times three? I can't do that math. 7,500 times, times three, three. Uh, 225. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got an interesting story along this lines. And when you started talking about this, I knew I had something. And you said this was a shorter episode. Well, yeah. I have something to do tie it, onto it. it. So in 1990, hang on, I, pull, I, I had to look up the story to get all this shit. 98, 99, 93. Oh, 1993. It was 1993. 
Uh, General Motors got sued when somebody got rear-ended and some girl got rear-ended and her, I think it's a Chevy Blazer. It was a Chevy truck, I think. It was either a truck or a Blazer. But then I think there was a Blazer that was a truck. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, anyways. uh, The car got hit, burst in flames, person inside died. General Motors got sued and lost... Uh, where is the fucking lawsuit amount? Oh, it, the damages came out to be $105.2 million. Jeez. So, and part of what helped is there was a, um, oh, here it is. Lost the lawsuits by parent, by, brought on by parents of a Georgia teenager who died in a fire after her pickup truck she was driving. NBC, Dateline NBC did a thing, did a test where the, they showed a, they rear-ended one of these blazers, and the car burst into flames. So, they come to find out, after someone examined the truck, when they did the test, set up a ignition, a, um, ignition device, uh... um, or ignition source, but I think it was like little rockets they mm-hmm. strapped to the gas tank or what? to the fuel filler nozzle. You can't do that. And so it ensured when the the car got hit that the tank would explode. So this is for the reenactment, like the test. This was the test they didn't show it on NBC to show this is how dangerous these cars are. Oh, okay. Shit. So anyways, General Motors ends up suing and winning because they said, because the, the NBC then had to admit, yeah, we knew that this had been doctored a little bit. We knew we set it up to make sure it sparked. I don't know if NBC if this. I don't know who it was that did the test. If it was exactly NBC or if it was, you know, if it was a third party and NBC, it probably, NBC just agreed to do. It. I think you know NBC was one who was liable. Yeah, it probably they so, probably agreed to do it not knowing that someone was like, "I'm going to make sure this goes off." I know the private investigator <gasps> that found the rockets in the gas tank. You can't say who. No, but. It's a friend of my dad's. Okay. As soon so as you said that, though, I, I remember that story. Like, oh, yeah, he was the one that found the rockets when an NBC got sued and basically had to, you know, General Motors had to pay. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think with the test they could prove, they could prove that her car didn't. No. Right. But then. Um, but it still doesn't fix NBC. bad press then. No. And NBC, well, NBC had to issue an apology, which mm-hmm. was, I guess, unheard of. And they had to agree the test footage they had had to be destroyed or never shown again. And well, yeah, if there's there like blatantly, shit, you know, just like a rock. I put some rockets up under the hood. Yeah. Well, like, well sure. this is we're showing what would happen if you put some rockets up in here. And we're not saying she had rockets under her hood or up in her tank, but if she did, this is sure what it would look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just for your viewing's pleasures, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the test was done in Indiana. That's very. I don't know if I remember you telling me this or not. I don't know if I ever have. It's one of those stories that I hear, and then by the time I get home, I just don't think the right. And then you don't you think of repeat? it until it mm-hmm. triggers your memory on a podcast. Why am I getting advertisements on Facebook for lingerie <gasps> costumes? Because it's about to be Halloween, bitch. Yeah. You've searched Halloween stuff. Have I? Yeah, for our so daughter. Okay. Yup. You already bought her a Halloween costume. Well, I might look good in some of these. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Wonder What's her Halloween costume? Two X and men. Oh, she wanted an owlet out costume. Oh. I don't know. Oh, she, that. Yeah. yeah. Where she looks like a wrestler. <laughs> Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. All right, that was interesting. There was murder. Yeah, official murder. It was official. Didn't you right? All right. I could put the Ford Pinto commercial in here. They're so fucking corny. <laughs> you should. Yeah. I'm going to Google this car. It is it. It is a shit box. Yes. It is a, what does the American say? It's a shit box. Looks like one. Mm-hmm. It's ugly. I'm not gonna lie, man. He's There's this good. beautiful photo with a horse next I to it. I know, yeah. That's the Pinto. <laughs> oh, that's it's a uh, named after a horse. horse. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. See, I know the word penta, like the Pentagon, mm-hmm. is a derivative of the number five. 
<laughs> because it has five sides. So that's why I thought this car had five wheels. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but dad drove it and he survived. He survived. He ain't done getting rear-ended. Because it did not have five wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly, man. Yeah, but everything in the 70s is ugly. Some stuff. Everything. You don't like bell bottoms? I know. Our house was built in the 70s. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> All right, well, let's hit this thing. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Who's Your Homicide. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Yeah. Like I said, for bookings, you can email us at <laughs> homicide at gmail.com. Um, you can like us on Facebook. Yeah, it's proof that the Podbean comments do work. We see them. Uh, it tells me. I didn't know it would tell me. That's why I thought it didn't work, but it told me. <laughs> I got an email. I was like, hey. What what luck, you know? Only good review because the negative ones, I'm not. Well, it just makes us sad. We're not trying to be professionals. Nope, not here for converters. Nope. No. Not here to be right either. Never really right. N- yeah, we're not here for exact sciences. Nope. We're going to do our own test, though, in the backyard with some rockets right now. Right now. Right now. Where are rockets. the fireworks? Where are the fireworks? <laughs> and for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. corn off of rural roads. Don't stop and get your gas cap. Hey, does anyone else remember Mr. M? Yes? No. No? no? Man, you fucking private school kids were sheltered. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? You had the bull. Oh, man. Who's Mr. A- what? What is it? Man. Is it like some educational It was a thing and yeah, there was all the letters and all of a sudden one day one would appear. That's it. And he'd be terrifying. sitting there inside the class and you'd be like, oh my God, it's Mr. M. Oh my God, get the fuck away from me. Is this like Elf on a Shelf? I don't know. No, it's not like Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> yeah, Carla. I'm confused. We're in a classroom setting. Yes. And it, the kindergarten. Teacher, I'm talking like kindergarten. The teacher put it somewhere. To traumatize you? You know, you know, <laughs> at least the school I went to, the gay teachers got to keep their jobs. <gasps> so, and they didn't use the N-word? Probably huh? not. And, probably well, not. no, there's probably, I'm sure there's probably a couple of them, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. The principal didn't, though. Yeah. Not at any school functions. Not at any nope. school functions. Nope. Just, just going to throw nope. it out there. God. Lord help us all.